Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. It's your girl, Christine. I hope everybody is driving safe this lovely Friday morning. If you live in Toronto, Markham, wherever it says it's snowing. So please make sure you're driving safe out there. Um, I was about to say, you know, make sure you have your winter tires on, but I'd be a real hypocrite because I have yet to put mine on. So just make sure you're taking it easy out there. Today we're going to do another Q&A. I'm just going to keep it 100 because a lot of you guys have been asking questions and I told you I'd get back to you, so I promise, I make a promise I'm going to keep it. So I'm going to get to your questions, some of your questions today. Um, Just been really busy lately just trying to book interviews with people, so please forgive me. I haven't forgot about you guys. I still love you guys. You already know, I start off with my gratitude. Um, For me right now, I'm grateful for my life. Very grateful for my life because when things happen to you, you don't realize we take things, we take the smallest things for granted. And it's usually the smallest things that have the biggest impact in our lives. I got hit by a car on Wednesday. Um... You know, you guys know I work for TGSB, and we did a one-day walkout strike. So I got hit while I was picketing because the person didn't want to stop. Uh, they didn't want to stop and wait because, you know, we're part of our protesting is we're supposed to block traffic. Like, we're supposed to be just, like, positively disruptive, like, you know. So don't think we're out there, you know, trying to fight people and stuff. But anyways, so... We were letting car through, and the guy sped up, and he purposely accelerated his car, and he hit me, and I knocked on his window because I wanted to fight, and I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to scrap. And I was like, "Yo, you hit me." I was like, "You." To be honest with you, I said, "You fucking hit me." That's what I said. Man kept his head straight, continued to accelerate. Um, he actually pinned another one of my coworkers in between two vehicles, accelerated again when that vehicle sped off. And hit somebody else. All I seen was coffee cups flying. And then he sped off. So now now I'm in a leg brace. So it's just those small things that I can't even drive my car. So it's just those small things that we take for granted. Just being able to walk. Being able to do whatever I want to do without asking for help. Because I'm very independent. And again, I think that's my biggest one of my... It's my biggest strength, but it's also my biggest weakness because sometimes I don't know how to ask for help or take help from others because I'm usually the one who's helping other people. I don't know how to take help. So it's it's humbling, but it's really frustrating at the same time. Um, if you guys want to join this conversation, you guys know what to hit me at. Numbers 437-488-4871. Or you could DM me on Impact Over Intention. That's my IG. Uh, I told you guys my Facebook is Broken Silence or Silence is Not Meaningless. So just hit me up if you guys want to chit-chat. I tell you guys all the time I'm here for you and I really mean that. Because it takes a community to build something real. And a lot of people don't understand that you can't build and be like, okay, cool. We're at the top now. And then stop. No, it's about consistency. Consistency is imperative. So we got to work on that. I think a lot of people, we think about working for something and we get it, we stop. No, you got to think about what it took to to get there. You got to keep it, build a solid foundation. Uh, I got a lot of questions. So there's some questions here that I thought were good. 
Uh, first one was, how do you juggle work and three children on your own? Um, I don't really think I juggle it all. I think it's more about prioritizing. Sometimes there's things that I have to miss out, like my kids have to miss out on because I, I have stuff to do and I have to make sure my foundation's solid before for them. So there's there's some things that they have to miss out on, like a birthday party or two, or sometimes it's just staying home. Uh, honestly, my older son, my 10-year-old, he's my saving grace because he helps me a lot. He really does, especially with his little sister and stuff like that. So I'm grateful and I'm blessed that I have children who all love each other because a lot of, there's, there's a lot of siblings out there who don't have that strong relationship. And yes, my four-year-old drives him absolutely crazy sometimes, but at the end of the day, that's still his little brother. So he's very protective over him. So I think that really helps too, is that having a good, my kids having a good relationship is really helpful towards me. Um, yeah, there's days where I'm stressed and I'm not going to lie, I cry. And as, as I told you guys in a previous episode, like I, I feel like I failed my kids because my first one, the, the first father of my child, my oldest one, you know, look what happened. Like, we ain't together. We don't, he doesn't even see his son. And then my ex, my ex-fiance and I, we have two kids together, but are we together? No. So it's like, it's repeating that cycle, you know? So that part of me still feels like I failed my kids. And I think me feeling like that pushes me to make them move harder or go harder or I put a lot of responsibility on my kids and sometimes I have to backtrack that um, because they don't really have that father figure around. Like I'm not dissing, I'm not dissing the, my ex fiance at all. So I don't want you guys to take that out, take that in any way. But when feelings are still involved, I'm just being real. When feelings are still involved on both ends, there's, there's no co-parenting. There, there's no such thing as co-parenting when people still have malice towards each other, um, holding grudges, anger, love, all of that shit. And yo, him and I have a lot of that between each other. That's, it's been like, what, nine years? And we've been through a lot of shit. So I, I'm, and I'm not going to lie, like I, it comes from both ends because I'm stubborn as hell. So it's just about prioritizing for me, you know, and me just trying to do what I got to do for my kids. So I wouldn't necessarily, it's about juggling because I know myself and I know what I can take on and what I can't. So if it's for me, if I need to take off a day off of work, sure, I'll do it because I need to do what I have to do, you know? So yeah, for me, it's not really juggling. It's just prioritizing and making sure that my mental health is good because when I start losing my shit, I, yo, I take it out on my kids. Like I'm only human. I start yelling. I'm, when I say I take it out on them, I get very, I start yelling more often. Like, I don't, my patience is not there. So, and for me, juggling is prioritizing and patience. And my emotional intelligence. That's, that was, that's what it, that's what it is when, especially when you do it on your own. It's frustrating, man. It's, it's really frustrating. Really frustrating, but, you know, 
I always say there's a blessing at the end of the tunnel. So God's not going to give me nothing I can't handle. And God's not going to put my kids through nothing that they can't handle. You know, there's, he's just going to build them up. So I try not to stress over that. So like, I hope that um, that question kind of answers that answer. Sorry, can answers your question. That question came from Marco Ontario. So thank you for that. Um, my next question comes from Mr. Saga. Where do you see yourself in three years? That's a good question. Because to be honest with you, I haven't thought about that. I've I've thought about, I make yearly plans. I haven't made really anything over three years. Some people may call me crazy for that, but I just find that if I put a realist, if I put a realistic goal in place, I can set it, I can set it and achieve it faster. Cause if I have a three, three year, three year goal, that thing, that's way too much of a gap for me. Cause so many things can happen with three, in three years. So many things can happen in 24 hours. So I try to make my yearly plans. Like, what am I going to do this year? And I find that if I'm going to do something this year, I try to achieve it in half the time. So I try to do things in six months so that I can move on to new goals. Uh, I can tell you one thing for sure is I'm not trying to work for Toronto District School Board anymore. I'm trying to make this my last year working for the school board. I want to be traveling, talking to schools, um, youth groups, um, young young offenders. That's that's my passion. That's my dream. So that's where I see myself in three years. Well, I see that myself next year. Sorry. Along with, you know, advertising my book. You know, I'm very proud of myself that it's finally finished. I've been writing for the last three years and I'm I'm exhausted. I'm over it now. So I'm happy to get that out and brand myself. So I'm continuing to brand myself this year. So hopefully in three years, better things come out of that. You know, sponsorships, uh, collaborations. So that's 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 what I'm probably hoping for in those next three years. You know, sponsorships, collaborations, growth, investments, reinvesting, because I think that's really important and really imperative to your life. Um, learn. I want to educate myself more in financial literacy. So I'm actually thinking I might go back to school. Um, just to take courses, not necessarily pursue a career in it because my career is my passion for youth. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. And networking and stuff like that. And I thank God that I did the education that I did because when you go through school and you go through that, because there's some stupid memes out there. And don't get me wrong, like if you don't have a degree, if you don't have a diploma or whatever it is, like, you don't think you're not doing anything in life because you definitely can, you know, especially entrepreneurs. Like, I, I respect them. I respect them to the fullest. You know, they're grinding on their own. They're doing what they got to do. But I also want you guys to know that education is also networking. So you go through co-op, you go through apprenticeship, it's networking. You got to put yourself out there. So I just, I don't want you guys to go fall victim to those dumb memes out there. Like, you know, like you can build or do networking without whatever. Just stop listening to Asubinus, okay? Do what you need to do for yourself. Networking is all around. You know, I network every day, you know? So I just don't want you guys to lose sight of that. Just do what you got to do for yourself. And stop listening to people who are bitter and dumb out there. Please stop. 
Um, next question. If I had, ooh, if I had one minute to engage with youth, what would I say? Hmm. That's a good question, yo, because I engage differently with youth. Uh, I don't really just, I don't really do sit downs. That's not really my style. Um, like I can only, I can, I'm going to speak for what I do within the school. So again, I'm a type of person. I put myself out there again. Networking is key again. And as an adult, you can network with youth. And a lot of people don't realize that if you network with youth as an adult, I guarantee you open doors for you. It will open so many doors for you. So, uh, if I see kids, you know, and me, I move off of vibes. I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about because a lot of people say, though, they're a vibes person or, you know, me, I move off of vibes. And if I see one of my kids, you know, walking with some nice kicks, I'm like, yo, I like your shoes, you know? And they're like, oh, thanks, miss, you know? There's people who pop into the classroom like, oh, what classroom is this? What do you do? So... I put myself out there, but I do it in a way for the kids, for the youth to come to me, and it always works. And then one of my main things that I tell my kids is like, yo, I'm not no average teacher out there. You know what I'm trying to say? I won't disrespect you if you don't disrespect me. I keep it 100. That's what I tell them all the time. I think that's like my go-to line. I keep it 100. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that fake shit. So if you can keep it real with me, I will keep it real with you. I'll tell you when you're doing wrong, and I'll tell you when you fuck up. So that's I. I feel like when you can relate to them, because remember, like I'm not real, I'm not that old. You know, I'm still in kind of into their gener. Although the lingos, I don't know, man. The lingos nowadays, I don't know where the hell these kids came up with this shit, but I'm still trying to learn their lingo and understand what the fuck they're talking about. But when I came, not I'm not gonna say I came down to their level. But when I can, when I when I'm able to see through their lens, when I'm able to see life through their eyes, I'm able to communicate better. You know, I'm not gonna be one of those teachers who are harassing them in the hallway because they're chilling in the hall, not going to class. Some kids don't have the intention on ever attending a class. Some of them come to school because that's their safe place, and I think we have us as adults, we don't really put that into perspective we just assume oh this kid's a bad kid because he's skipping class he doesn't care about class he has bigger things to deal with school's just a safe place you know so i think it's being able to build a connection because i always tell people a connection is bet is stronger than a response you know so i think it's building and understanding that so that's what i would probably say, probably do to engage a youth because I get it. I've been there and I've done it. And I and I open up. I open up. Me, I tell everybody, I'm an open book. You know, if a youth is telling me stuff about their life, I'm not going to sit there and act like my bed's full. Like, you know, I lay in a bed full of roses because that shit ain't, that's not life. That's not real. You know, when I went to school, I was thought, oh yeah, my teachers wear pencil skirts and high heel shoes or their little briefcase. That was my mentality of teachers. You know, and when I went to school, I'm like, yeah, there's nobody who can relate to me because to be honest with you, when I went to school, there was nobody who could relate to me. And if there was, they didn't show me that, you know, just like I told you guys in my last episode about youth versus 
um, education versus the youth justice system. The person who helped me change my life wasn't in no damn school board. They helped me while I was in jail. So I think we have to reevaluate how we do things, you know, because we're losing the youth and it's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. Like, you know, the murders out here are rising and it's not even like they're older. Pe and I'm not saying like, it should be older people. Nobody should be killing each other. Use your words if you got a problem. Because if you can't communicate with your words, you got bigger problems. But I find that it's no longer these older, the older people shooting each other. They have these young kids shooting each other. And that is, that is what's bothering me. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know? So I think we just have to reevaluate that because it's, it's, it's mad, mad annoying. Um, how long have you been doing this? Is my is the next question I received? Uh, what? I've been I've been working within you know the social sector for about thirteen years. Uh, you know, in various locations, various you know backgrounds and stuff like that. I've been doing that for various years. Uh, with the school board, five years. Um, motivational speaking, I'd say about two years. But now I'm really starting. I did that like part time, but now I'm starting to really put forward that. So it was just for me, basically, I just had to keep pushing myself because I was oh, mad. And I can't even describe to you. How badly I slipped up. I tell people when you set boundaries for yourself and you let other people cross them, that's dangerous. But when you cross your own boundary, that's lethal. And I used to do that to myself all the time. And I think that has stopped me in how long I've been doing my passion. So that question may be a simple question for a lot of people, but for me, that's a deep question because it kind of puts me in retrospective of. Yo, I could have been doing my dream for a lot longer, but the bullshit I put myself through, you know, kept me from doing what I want to do in my life. So thank you for that. Next question. This is actually from one of my, this next question is actually from one of my students because I've been kind of teasing them about my book. It was, when is your, when is your book coming out and what is it about? So. My book is going to be coming out in 2020, hopefully spring um, of 2020. Uh, my book is about my life. It's a memoir. It's a memoir slash self-help book. Try to help trying people trying to help themselves. Uh, it's called Hidden Truth, Broken Silence. I don't really want to give too much details about my book. That's why you hear me like, oh, I'm trying to think about what I could tell you what I shouldn't. I'm going to be like, you know, posting stuff about the book, giving like guys small quotes from it just to kind of build up the suspense and, you know, kind of have your brain start to move a little bit. But I don't really want to give too, too much about it, but it's a memoir of my life and it's also a self-help book. So, and I think you guys are really going to love the cover of the book. I know that people read books to read the content, but I'm super excited for the cover of my book as well. Um, so look out for that. I will be announcing when pre-sales come, when my book launch comes, when 
autograph signing comes out. So I'll keep you guys in the loop. Uh, if you guys want, I've actually started to set up uh, an email and texting program. So if you guys want to uh, be added to my email list, just send me your email. Uh, or you can be added to my text list if that's easier for you. Uh, for 437-488-4871, or my email address is Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-E, -E, official, at gmail.com. <laughs> I saved this question for last because I could go on about it for ages. Um, someone had asked me, what is my biggest fear? What What is your biggest fear you are trying to overcome? Hmm. I have so many, to be honest with you. I have so many uh, fears. And I think I'm going to tie fear with anxiety for me. Um, some of my biggest fears is having my kids go through what I've been through in my life, you know? So I, I try to just make sure their surroundings are positive and I try to listen to my kids because if you don't listen to them when they're small, they're not going to tell you anything when they're older. So I just, that's one of my major fears is my kids going through this shit I went through in my life. Um, one thing I'm trying to overcome is my trauma from being molested by my uncle and being gang raped. Uh, I think I, I'm not too sure, but I think I revealed this in another in a previous episode that I wear when I'm wearing like jeans and shit. I always put on tights underneath, so it's like extra layers. So if somebody were to do something to me on the road, they'd have to go through extra layers. So I that's just me protecting myself. So I I, I want to get to a point where I'm not doing that anymore. Um, where I feel. So where, I, where I can fully take my life back and take control. So that for me is another fear slash anxiety I'm trying to overcome is my trauma. Um, what else? What else? Hmm. One of my biggest fears is because I told you guys I've been in a relationship for eight and a half years, and you know we've been been through some rocky shit. Um. And right now we're trying to, you know, I guess be friends. I don't know what you want to call it, but we're trying to work on our friendship, I guess. And it's not even necessarily just for him. It's for anything if, or for anybody. If him and I don't get back together, my biggest fear is losing myself and loving somebody else. Because I lost myself in loving him. So, and I can see how detrimental that was to my success, to my self-esteem, to my mental health, to my emotional health. So that's my biggest fear. I can say that's one of my biggest fears. Again, is not losing myself in loving somebody else. So making sure that I'm right. And if anybody, if somebody wants to go cheat on me, you go cheat on me. Go do what you want to do. Shoot. I'm trying to become, I'm trying to be like Omarion unbothered. Yeah? Like, you want to go do that and be snaky and shit like that? Go do that. I'm mean, not affecting me. You know? So I want to be, I want to be in a place like Omarion. Like, you know, Omarion unbothered. You know, I want to be about my prayer, my prayer and my paper. So, yeah. But it's it's a scary thing when you lose yourself loving somebody because 
especially if that person has like, you know, mental health problems and stuff, you start to take on their mental health. And sometimes the shit you take on becomes worse than what the fuck they're going through. That shit is scary. That shit is, that shit is scary. So that's, that's a fear of mine. I can, I can say, um, another fear of mine. And I don't know why I think about this. I really don't know why, but one of my biggest fears is losing my dad. You know, I don't know why sometimes I think about like, what I, what would I do if I would, if I, if my dad were to die? Like, don't get me wrong. My dad's not old, but he's not young either, you know? And I told you my dad, my dad raised us practically, raised my brother and I on, our, on his own, you know? And I went, we went through struggles together, like not having fucking hot water in the fucking house where we had to boil water and go use it in the bathtub and using um, a pan and, you know, that's, and using a cup to put rinse, you know, do a little rinse, do a little wash. I went through the struggles with my dad. And... I also know it was hard for my dad to do certain things and to stand up for me in certain areas. So, losing him is, is really scary for me, to be honest with you. So, I, I just wanted to show you guys, share with you guys, I have more than one fear. And again, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. Again, I'm an open book. I try to keep it 100. Um, that's another fear I could say to myself is, I'm scared... Because when you get scared, sometimes you go back to your comfort zone. And I don't want to go back to a place where, because I'm com because I'm scared, I go back to my comfort, which is not being real with myself. So if I can't be real with myself, my whole life is going to go downhill. Because I'm going back to my comfort zone. Growth and comfort don't live in the same place, as we all know. You know? So, and I think that when we get scared... We usually go backwards when in, when in fact we should always go forward when we're scared because we don't know what the fuck's going on, you know? So that's for me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. You see now, after see after I'm done recording this now, now I got to go sit down and do some self-reflection. So thank you. I'm going to shout out the person who sent this from Scarborough because that that question when i first wrote it down i actually started laughing to be honest with you i started laughing because i was like ah fuck these people are gonna have me my feelings again <laughs> so after i record this i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go sit down and do some self-reflection because i'm still growing i still have my flaws i still make my mistakes till this goddamn day so it's about growing for me and growing through my fears you know again guys if you are driving today, please drive safe. Please drive safe. Drive safe. Safety's first. If you've taken a snow day for yourself, kudos to you. You were smart. Um, so if you guys have the kids taking snow days, kudos to you again. I hope you guys enjoy your day. You guys already know who it is. It's Christine Lewis. If you guys want to hit me up, my Instagram is Impact Over Intention. Please, I urge you guys. To keep texting me, man. I will respond. I have responded to everybody. And some of the things that you guys have been texting me is just, you know, some are just comments and others are questions and some just need a little push, you know? So I appreciate that. And I thank you guys. Very thankful for all of my listeners, you know, across, across the globe so far. So 
again, it takes a community to build. And I want you guys to understand that. All right. It's Christine Lewis. This is another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. And I'll see you guys bright and early on Monday morning. Take care.